It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following is a presentation of the High Spot Podcast. The following contest scheduled for one fall. If I can be serious for a minute, without being interrupted. Excuse me! What? What? The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. We don't just set the bar. We We are are the the bar. Making their way to the ring. Talking about the world of professional wrestling. The team of Jeff Martin and the trendsetter, Brian Perga. The Jersey Wrecking Crew. Do I have everybody's attention now? Now, now. You're listening to a special episode of the High Spot Podcast. We are the Jersey Wrecking Crew, and you can listen to us on the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. I am Jeff Martin, alongside the Trendsetter, Brian Berger. Follow us on all our social media platforms at High Spot Podcast. Trendsetter, what a weekend it was. Wishing everyone a great Memorial Day that just passed. And man, we got full of not only barbecue, but also wrestling, pro wrestling, on Saturday night, Battle Pro with May the Queen Reign. And of course, the debut of Innovative Pro Wrestling one in the chamber trendsetter man how you doing are do you still have hangover from an amazing weekend oh, i still have a hangover from wrestlemania weekend i still haven't recovered from that and you know definitely getting our fill not only of food but getting our fill of professional wrestling the things that battle club pro did for their for their show all women show and ipw first ever event for them i have to say it was a home run all the way they knocked it out of the park i just can't wait in terms of not only with the audience excited the town's excited. I'm sure the promoters are, but we're excited to see what the future holds for both promotions. Yeah, Richfield Park, New Jersey was rocking. And let's start off first with the all-women's show on Saturday night for Battle Club Pro. Uh, they promised a lot of things, and they delivered, too. And uh, uh, kudos to everybody there associated with Battle Club Pro. The first-ever Icons Championship was crowned and Jordan Grace is now the belt collector as far as the woman goes because she also collected another belt and that is you know the uh, the title for Battle Club Pro so congratulations to her as she beat Harlow O'Hara in the finals but of course everyone is talking about the matchup the first time ever between Tessa Blanchard and Mia Yim it was amazing to watch it live Trent your thoughts 
My thoughts is very rarely, Jeff, do we see things of firsts in professional wrestling. To be part of Battle Club Pro, that event, to see Mia Yim uh, coming back of not too long ago, announcing that that match was going to happen, still dealing with the effects of a uh, broken leg and recuperating from that 100%. I'm sure their nerves were there, but really more when you're in the audience and you're there, you feel the anticipation, you feel the excitement in the crowd. Basically, a girl like Tessa Blanchard, let me rephrase that, a woman like Tessa Blanchard and Mia Yim standing toe-to-toe, face-to-face, don't even have to touch for people to get excited of what could possibly be and ultimately what we all hoped and anticipated lived up to par and again like you said you don't really get first time ever so battle club pro delivered on that and an amazing matchup the crowd was so into it man like i said you can get to feel the goosebumps oh, yeah. when they faced off they gave it the, the hairs were sticking on the back of my neck they gave it that little time that you know you wanted to absorb just the the crowd reaction to and they did a great job man from the inside to the outside of the ring i think it was a very amazing match and i think you know, arguably the best match in Battle Club Pro history. Yeah, I would definitely say there is no argument against that in terms of what they did and how they accomplished it. Just amazing ring psychology. And the thing is, you know, you knew the moment these two were going to touch, when it eventually did happen, there was going to be magic. And we were left just amazed and, uh, dare I say, wanting more. Definitely. And, uh, you know, you may get more in the future. Who knows? But we'll leave it up to Battle Club Pro to book the matches. But again, trendsetter, Tessa Blanchard, and... And Mia Yim. Mia Yim, of course, of the Mae Young Classic. And uh, who knows where she will end up. Definitely should be on the radar of WWE. And for now, Tessa Blanchard is on Impact Wrestling. But she's making her name all over the place, you know, on the independent circuit. And we are so thankful that she was able to make it to Battle Club Pro. But back to Mia Yim. She's coming back from injury. Mm -hmm. And this is one of her first matches back. And it was great to catch up with her in Richfield Park, New Jersey. And uh, to have her on the High Spot Podcast again. So she is a a returning guest on the show. And we were able to catch up and talk to Mia. Talk about the uh, all the events and how she felt with her matchup against Tessa Blanchard. So without further ado... Here is Mia Yim on the High Spot Podcast. All right, Trendsetter, wow, man. I just saw probably the greatest women's match in history that I've witnessed in person. Before you get into this whole thing, I saw the greatest match I've ever witnessed. Yeah, that was... That was something else, Mia. That was uh, amazing. You and Tessa Blanchard here. Uh, we are a Battle Pro, May the Queen Reign. What an amazing night, Mia, man. Oh. That was just, how did it feel to steal the show, probably? I still feel dead. Yeah. But uh, first match coming back from injury, back to Battle Club. So I got to make it count, what make it memorable. Oh, you definitely did. <laughs> what was the anticipation like? Because not too long ago, you, you were standing in the middle of the ring. You weren't 100%. It was freezing mm-hmm. in this building. Uh, and you announced it was going to happen. How was the build-up anticipation for you getting ready for something like this? Obviously, you're getting yourself prepared physically. What about mm-hmm. mentally? Me- the mental game was the hardest part. Um, I can go to the gym all day and go to PT, but it's like if I'm mentally not there, then it's going to be hard for me to push myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to literally tell me, like, this injury is either going to make me or break me, and I'll be damned if it break me. Oh, yeah. So. Um, coming back, I wanted to make sure that I was better than pre-injury. Like, I wanted to really take the time, the four months off, to really build, you know, my character, um, promos, things that I couldn't do physically. And I noticed that that's what I was lacking before. So I'm just trying to fill in the gaps. And it's just coming back, I just want to make... There's some, there was some hype behind my coming yeah, back, yeah. and I just wanted to make sure that everybody was satisfied. I didn't want to disappoint anyone, and especially I didn't want to disappoint myself. Yeah. Well, if there was any hesitation in you or anything like that or any, like, you know, if you're any fear, you kind of let it all out here today. I mean, that was Which just. Which is why she's so tired. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was, like, back and forth. You guys went to the outside. You guys did some crazy stuff over there. The crowd 
went home happy, I believe. Good. So uh, talk about, for example, just uh, just your feelings on just like uh, being able for an all-women show to have the crowd amped up. It, it, let's be honest. It, we've, we've been to most of the Battle Pros this year and a little bit last year, and this is as good as it got as far as crowd-wise. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel to leave the crowd here? Like They're still here. They're, they're, they're yeah. still around here looking for some autographs. How does it feel? It's awesome to be actually work a couple battle club shows before and to be a part of the first ever all women's battle club and for the crowd to be hot from the beginning all the way through the end like it was just mind-blowing yeah. like it wasn't just the wrestlers in the ring like it was the fans as well so they they're the ones that give us the energy to keep going as hard as we do um so it was awesome just to like watch half of the show to see the fans infested in it and then even during my match with tessa it was our first ever singles match and i felt like we have such great chemistry. And like I've always said, just I, I may not like Tessa as a person, but <laughs> damn it, do I respect her as a wrestler. Did you get the so. goosebumps in the, in the ring? You still get them? Did you still get the goosebumps yeah. in there? When, uh, that was, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> it had nothing to do with the cold this time. She no, really got the goosebumps uh, from the energy of the crowd yeah. and how into it they were even mm -hmm. before they even touched. That was, mm -hmm. that was the exciting part about mm -hmm. it. You said you know, during the injury you wanted to come back better than you were before. Mm -hmm. uh, with this, obviously, it's the first one uh, here at Battle Club Pro for you, but uh, do you feel like you've lived up to that? Do you think you're better? I, I'm a perfectionist, and I'm very hard on, on myself so I feel like I still have a lot more to go and a lot more to do but I'm happy with what's been happening like just with my first coming back on uh, Wrestlemania weekend and just kind of getting the ball rolling the momentum going um, I'm really enjoying the ride and just busting my ass you so. said you missed it very much was that a huge indication when you first went back in the ring it just felt right again I <laughs> the first match I was literally shaking i was terrified just because it was it wasn't because i was scared that i wasn't going to be able to do it it was just more of the mental like yeah. what if i suck what if i don't remember how to do this what if the fans don't welcome me or they don't care um so it was just all a mental game and then when i first went back in the ring and the crowd was just behind me it was like it it felt right it felt like i belong I mean, you're, you're back into it. It is like the Memorial Day weekend here. So you guys are always traveling. So you used to mm -hmm. traveling. And, you know, kind of a little bit of the scare was, you know, Memorial Day, are, are people going to come in? And they came in and drove here tonight. Yes. So my question to you is, like, like now is it you used to travel. You got to go back home, I, I believe. You got to go back home to uh, – did you go back to California? I went to, like, a vacation to vacation, visit my sister yeah. in Oakland a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it was a nice little break from just wrestling, just to get away, just to be with my sister. And then – End of June, I'm going to SoCal where uh, more of my family is at. But then I'm also going to wrestle. So it'll be the first time they're going to be seeing me wrestle live. So I'm really Ooh. excited. Like all my uh, Excited and nervous too? Very much. Because yeah. I'm seeing some of my old friends that uh, we all grew up in like the block together. And some of them are still there. So they're going to be coming to the show. And it's like, man, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. you guys in like 20 years. This is going to be great. Just like finally. Because in California on the street, we would play wrestling in the yard. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome to see them in the crowd to show them, like, hey, I chipped my tooth taking a real Stone Cold Center, but here I am doing the thing. <laughs> you look where you are now, right? Seriously. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, you know, it was great to see that you're going to be all in. And, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, I, we will be all in, so we're probably going to yes. see you there. Book and before flip. Yeah. But <laughs> 
can he get? He'll have a chance soon to, to get booked. We'll yeah, find so out. We'll, if we'll he, see if it happens. Yeah. So. Um, so talk about that. Talk about that whole experience and finding out you're going to be there and just you, you, you excited for that crowd uh, for Labor Day weekend? I'm very excited. I the the people that I know is going to be there. Like they're all my friends. Yeah. It's going to be a nice reunion. Um, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that hopefully. Flip won't be there. He'll be in the stands, so <laughs> I'll be making sure to. Pharaoh <laughs> gets Pharaoh gets booked before Flip, man. That's that's crazy. But it's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm super excited for that. Is it does the build up for? Does that have that feel like a WrestleMania weekend that you were part yes. of like in New Orleans? It's like yes. it's a four day. It experience. was sold out in like 30 minutes, and then no, like 29.50. 29.50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got the con from like Thursday, Friday, yeah. Sunday the show Saturday. So yeah, it definitely feels like another WrestleMania weekend. For WrestleMania weekend compared to this right now, for you as a performer going out there, it, it's got to be exciting, but also it's got to be very emotionally draining too for you, right? When you're in there. So how do you how do you amp yourself up for stuff like that? Because you're going to be up all mm-hmm. night long doing stuff and, and things, you have obligations, and then right. having to focus on performing and right. doing your best. Well, <laughs> everyone that knows me, I'm an old soul. So when I go to a wrestling show or res- wrestling weekend, like, I'm very business. I'm very professional. I'm not there to party. I'm not there. I don't drink. I don't smoke. So I just, I go do my job, make sure that my job is done well. Um, and then I just, I, I'm very big on rest. Um, so I always get my sleep. So you'll never see me at a party. You'll never like see me out drinking or whatever, just because I would rather go to my hotel room and sleep to prepare for the next show that I have. Oh, yeah. What I meant more is not just that. It's just from the excitement. Oh, Except yeah. I got to go to this show, and then I got to do this, mm-hmm. and then I got to work with this person and that person. It's got to be somewhat emotionally draining. Like, you're excited, but when it's all over, you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, I need a break from this for a little bit. Yeah. I think because I was off for four months, I think I'm just like. Making um, up for lost time? Yeah. yeah <laughs> She's so, ready. She's like, oh, she's bring oh, it yeah. on. She's like, bring it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, right now, I'm just like, all right, let's go, go, go. I'm, I'm ready to work. And final one for me, Mia, because I know, listen, believe me when I say this. It was the best match in Battle <laughs> Pro history, so she needs to go rest. But Thank final one for me, um, like you said, when you look, you're going to be part of All In. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there at the end, that fan experience. Mm-hmm. But how does it feel when you when you look at independent wrestling can do that? You, uh, a 10,000 seat arena mm-hmm. uh, at, at Cody and the Young Bucks and their entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that drive you? Does it, is that something Absolutely. that you know? It, it gives me hope to know that like although WWE is my goal, like that's mm-hmm. my number one. It's nice to see that they're it's not the only place yeah. to go. So something that Cody and the Bucks are doing, yeah. like that could possibly be another top notch. Yeah. Like, so I'm just excited to see the different options because I've done everything that I've wanted mm-hmm. to before. And it's like, what more can I do? Oh, Cody and the Bucks are doing something. I, I get to be a part of that. Like yeah. I feel honored. So it's nice to just see the other options that are just as good. And what do you have coming up now? So now, like you said, you're back in the grind. What else do you have coming up now ahead of you? Tomorrow, I'm wrestling at Beyond versus Keith Lee for his last match. <laughs> wow. That intergender thing is just as... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're going to tell you retired today. Tessa to, to Keith yeah. Lee. Man. Yep. Oh, man. And then next weekend, I'm going to be at Smash wrestling Matt Riddle. So... <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, re- yeah no. you're really trying to make up for last time, aren't you? You're really, I'm, you're, re- I'm reclaiming my time. You're like, you're like bring it on, I'm ready. <laughs> Mia, thank you so much. Thank uh, you, guys. It was great seeing this. Uh, history was made here tonight at Pro, uh, May the Queen Reign. And, you know, just best of luck, continued success. Thank and uh, possible May Young Classic 2, you never know. You never Ooh, know. Yeah, That's the funny yeah. thing about this business is you <laughs> never know. And how could you not enjoy Mia? Look at that smile. So happy. Thank you, Mia, so much. Thank you guys for having me again. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Trendsetter, great to hear from Mia Yim on the show. You can catch the video to this interview on the YouTube channel. Just hit High Spot Podcast and subscribe, like, and you will get to see it in video form. Yes, video form. You have the audio of, of Mia Yim's beautiful voice, and you get to see the person up close and personal on our YouTube channel as well. But uh, Jeff, what can I say? Man, she was smiling from ear to ear, and I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that she won the match and defeated Tessa Blanchard. It was more of her kind of uh, finally accomplishing something that she had set out for ever since she got injured, getting back in the ring and feeling confident enough, knowing that you know not only did she, in my opinion, not lose a step, but also the mental. Uh, the mental grind that one goes when they're recuperating from an injury, but also knowing that she's better than she's been before in the past. Oh, most definitely. And, uh, you know, just to see her uh, obviously shake the nerves off uh, really fast. And she I admitted mean, it, too. She was a little nervous. Uh, and, again, to the best thing that I got out of that, too, is that they might not uh, be, be fond of each other, maybe outside of the ring, but when they're in the ring, she respects Tessa's one of the very best. And we got one of the very best matches ever in Battle Club Pro history. I'm not sure when this matchup will be released. Uh, I'm sure Battle Club Pro will um, definitely keep you guys aware of when it will be released. But you guys need to catch this uh, when you can because this was an all-time classic. And again, uh, we make a lot of comments here, but to say that this was the very best matchup in Battle Club Pro history is again, uh, you know, you can't argue with that because it, you know, they've had a lot of tons of matches. Battle Club Pro, they really made an impact, but this one right here to me, as far as the females is concerned, is probably the greatest match ever on this uh, uh, for this promotion. Not only are we saying it, Jeff, the promoters are saying it as well. Huh? They feel very strongly, not only that it was a all-women's event, but basically when you see Mia Yim and Tessa Blanchard, the pros that they are, what they can do in the ring, they basically showed showcase why, you know, and I know it gets cliche when I say it sometimes, but why people love to watch professional wrestling and seeing Tessa and Mia Yim and seeing what the future holds for Battle Club Pro now with the Battle Club Pro Icons Championship. I can't wait to see it being defended again. I can't wait to see what the newest competition will be for that title. And of course, Jordan Grace is the new Icons Champion for Battle Club Pro. Uh, can't say enough about her. Congratulations goes out to her, man. Yeah, Seriously. really, really. You can't say enough about her wrestling. She is also one of the up-and-comers, too. Also at a young age, 22, I believe. And I think that uh, we have not even tapped uh, the very best of her. But now she's collecting belts, man. Everywhere she goes, she's collecting those belts. She's also the Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Champion as well. So uh, everywhere she goes, no matter what state, she has the ability to take that uh, that uh, promotions uh, women's championship. Another interesting thing about Jordan Grace, Jeff, is that you know she also competed in a gauntlet match, which made her the final survivor to become the Battle Club Pro Icons champion. But I had a, a match to advance to that gauntlet match against Rachel Ellering. Let's not, let's not take away from that. That was an also an amazing match. I mean, you want to say second to the show, whatever order you want to put it in, is also uh, very impressive. Uh, you know, yeah, she's collecting belts, but I think, you know, little by little from when we saw her, from the very first time you and I saw her to when we had her on the show till now, it's just I'm noticing not only the in-ring skill has always been sharper for her, but that confidence is growing more and more. So it's not about really a belt-collecting type thing. For me, at least, when I, when I look at Jordan Grace, to me, it's she wants more competition. She wants to compete with the very best that the world has to offer, and she's doing a great job. Yeah, but if she's going to collect belts, too, she doesn't mind it, too. She uh, Remember, jewelry is a woman's best uh, accessory and her best friend, too. So she's going to collect belts along the way. And, yeah, your true trends today was a gauntlet match. The final two were Harlow O'Hara and Jordan Grace. So let me be clear on that and specify that those were the two uh, remaining females, and that's why it was you know maybe the final two there in the gauntlet match. Mm -hmm. But uh, Jordan Grace is now the face 
the women's division, the icons division in Battle Club Pro. But you were talking about the future. There were so many great names that were on that card. And uh, hopefully in the future we'd see Diamante in action too, of yeah. course. And also, uh, again, she's from Impact Wrestling. But Kara Hogan, who also is from Impact Wrestling, just at a young age too, at only 24 years old, we got to see her perform live. And she was able to join us for a few moments here on the High Spot Podcast from Richfield Park, New Jersey. Great to get her aspect of what it's like to wrestle, uh, you know, in the bright lights in the metropolitan area and to also, like, what does she have to learn, uh, you know, at this early stage in career? And also, too, the early success that she's had in Impact Wrestling. So without further ado, here is our interview with Kara Hogan from Impact Wrestling on the High Spot Podcast. All right, Trent, sir, we're going to find out if Hogan really knows best. Kara mm. Hogan's with us. Wow, I'm sure she's never heard that one you before. Know, right. <laughs> May the Queen reign here in Richmond Park, New Jersey for Battle Club Pro. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing? Great. Here at our event, first time ever. You're going to be crowning your brand new first ever Battle Club Pro, Battle Club Pro Women's Champion. Uh, when it comes to events like this, first times ever, it's very few and far between when it comes to professional wrestling. Uh, definitely. Uh, for all women's events, though, I feel like most of us do know each other. We've been around the block with each other a couple of times. But women's shows are always the best because, you know, most of the time we only get one women's match a card. And to have all women's shows to be such a big thing now, it's great. It's, again, another evolution, another stepping like stone for women. Yeah, it seems like it's high in demand, too. A yes. lot of people want to see it. It very much is. I mean, obviously with the women's revolution going on right now, it's definitely more high in demand. But, you know, women on the indies been doing it forever. So the fact that we keep getting the... Yeah, the opportunities to be able to work and do shows together with just women definitely gets to show. We get to showcase like what as women we can do. Now, Impact Wrestling, a lot of people could say that they kind of started the women's revolution uh, because of uh, you know the roster and then the way they really portrayed the knockouts in the beginning. And now you guys seem to have like a loaded roster right now. Mm-hmm. Talk about you entering Impact Wrestling. You kind of you know you know, got in there. You know had a title shot the first uh, yeah. first match. Talk about just Impact Wrestling and how it's opened doors for you and just you know just the atmosphere of uh, Impact Wrestling. Well, right now, I mean, being a part of Impact Wrestling is great. Um, they're bringing lots of girls, Tessa and. Uh, they brought back Katarina, and, you know, it's a it's a good dynamic at Impact right now as far as the women go. Uh, I used to watch TNA when I was a kid, and I could only imagine being a knockout because I loved how different they were, and I loved how everybody looked different and everybody was able to be themselves. I feel they had way more leeway uh, at the time, and obviously they pushed women a lot to do different things like ladder matches and cage matches and stuff like that. So they had a lot more leeway, and they able, were able to do a lot of things that women weren't able to do at the time. So I'm glad to be a part of the Knockouts division, especially knowing the history of the Knockouts. Well, we're glad that you're part of it as well, and watching you on a day-to-day basis every week on, on Impact is great. Uh, something in terms about you know finding yourself is always a, a huge transition in terms of, of in this business, everyone needs to find themselves, not only in terms of stylistically in the ring, but also yourself as a quote-unquote character or persona. Where do you feel you are right now in your career? Do you feel like you're, you're, you're at that point where you kind of have figured that out, and then it's not just an evolution? You're still trying to figure things out as you go. I'm definitely still trying to figure things out. I mean, the girl on fire has definitely grown a lot in the past three years. Definitely. Like, I remember when I first started doing the Girl on Fire, and now that I've been able to, like, really take hold of what actually it is and been able to use, like, different fire quotes and lyrics and just been able to get a lot of inspiration from a lot of different things, um, I feel like the Girl on Fire has hit a plateau, honestly. I feel like now, right at this point, I do need an evolution. So you're like um, crossroads right now. Trying yeah, to like, out. I just feel like now, like, I've been, I, I'm still trying to figure out completely the girl on fire but i feel like there needs to be like 
a switch of some sort as far as my character goes. Now, when did you, uh, you know, realize that this is something that I wanted to do, that you wanted to be a wrestler? I know you've, uh, you know, uh, you've done reality of wrestling, you've also done Shine, and uh, so, so, you know, where did you get that passion? Where did you get that drive to, like, want to start being a professional wrestler? That fire. That um. fire, exactly. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, right, all intended. Um, <laughs> I was actually 14 when I decided I wanted to be a wrestler. I was um, in middle school, and I was like, I really, I, I was obsessed with it. Like, I, I was watching wrestling every night, and I would write down the results in a notebook and share it with my friends the next day. Uh, I was obsessed with it. So I was, like, playing soccer at the time. I knew I wanted, I kind of felt like I wanted to go into soccer, but then I was like, I don't know what I really want to do. And I loved wrestling. There was just something about it that I was so passionate about. And I was like, I really think I can do this. So when I graduated high school, I started looking into where I could go. And I, FCW was like one of the first places. Because when I wanted to be a wrestler, I didn't know that you're supposed to go to the Indies. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> Back you in my go? day. Right, you go straight to WWE. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go to FCW. And then, but FCW was expensive. And I didn't have a job. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in Atlanta. And I ended up going to WWA4, which was, again, I just looked up wrestling schools. Yeah. I Googled it. WWA4 in Atlanta was the first place that popped up. And I just happened to live in Atlanta. So that's why. So some people, you know, get their first bump and they're like, ouch. And then they never do it again. So obviously you took your first oh, bump. And, 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 <laughs> and obviously you took your first bump and you're like, oh, I love it. I want more, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like after that first one, it was, it was kind of like a dream. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I want to do it again. Like yeah. I was I was just so excited. I was just so ready to learn everything that I could at the time. Like, And even to this day, when I get in the ring with anybody, I feel like I learned so much. Like no matter who I'm in the ring with, if they've been in the business a short amount of time than me or a longer amount of time, like I feel like I just learned so much every time I step in the ring. And like that first bump literally set it ablaze. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, nice. But with that being said, there's so many, so many different perspectives from a learning curve mentally to the physical progression when you have to, you know, you never get really physically used to it, but you, you get to the point where you can you can cope with it. Mm-hmm. Talk about in terms of the mindset. You said you, you, you're a fan. You, you loved it since you're 14 years old. Now you're in it. Can you see it from different perspectives now? You see it from the business side and you see it from the fan's perspective. What side do you see it on? Do you kind of toe the line down the middle? It's kind of hard being, like, just a fan. Like, I feel like I'm always going to be passionate about it, obviously, because I am going to be in love with wrestling until the day I die. That's how I feel about it. Um, I I just feel like now being a wrestler, I do look at it differently, but more in a a wrestler's perspective instead of a fan because I know more. So I critique when I watch wrestling now instead of, like, enjoying it. And I feel like not that I've lost the enjoyment of wrestling. I've watched the enjoyment of watching it. Like, I love yeah. doing it, but watching it, it's really different because now I'm like, oh, well, what about that? Oh, I see that. Oh, I don't like that. I'm more critiquing than actually enjoying it. Do you so. critique your matches? Are you your oh, worst definitely. critic? I, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, there's been countless amount of times that I go into a match and I come out of it and I start crying because I know yeah. I, I messed up or I know that I did something wrong or I know I missed this spot or, you know, I, I'm definitely always going to be my biggest critic. So when I hear from other people, I get even harder on myself. Yeah. So it it definitely is a different viewpoint being a wrestler, but I'm always going to be a fan. So you ha- you still haven't had the the perfect match yet, right? I don't think so. I just it's probably, I it's probably it an illusion, something you strive for, but it's probably yeah, never going to happen. I mean, a perfect match 
it's so rare. I feel like, I mean, obviously yeah. there's guys that can flip and do like yeah, all yeah, these yeah. crazy things and it can be perfect tens all the time. But I feel like because I've still, I'm still so new and I know I'm still so new. I've only been wrestling for three years in April. Um, so I, I know where I stand as a professional in this business. Like I know I'm still like new and I'm still learning. So nothing is ever perfect for me so okay three years right and already in impact wrestling so you're kind of like on that fast track you kind of like are, are like a, i really are on fire like fire like a prodigy for like like i'm wow. sweating standing right here next to you know some me people, too some, some some people are here it has like, nothing to do with the building like like five maybe five years ten years and they don't get to that fast track like but you obviously there's something in you Obviously, there's a knit factor with you. You can tell with the hair. And how, how long, like, how long did it take you to, you know, find your character? Oh, I, well, I started doing the fire hair in 2016. Yeah. The end of 2016, might be the end of 2015. I like, I was just trying to find a look for me. Like it was my look. Yeah. I mean, let me not go into that. Uh, <laughs> it was my look. So I, I really, I was so passionate about just finding something that made me stand out and made me different. And I knew I loved red hair. I, I've always wanted red hair. That was something like Lita and like Maria and Christy mm -hmm. Hemi, like those fiery red-headed girls were always the most energetic in the fire. Yeah. And the, I just wanted red hair so bad. So when I finally found like the girl on fire, I was like, why don't I do fire hair? And my stylist surprised me with the yellow. And I was like, I love it. I want to keep it. And, you know, is it still my look? Yes. <laughs> it's still mine. I'm it's still hers. It's hers. It's, it's mine. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when I finally did found it, it's definitely my niche now. Like, people know, oh, there's Kier, you know? Because you got to stand out, right? You oh, got to yeah. be different. I, I had black hair one time, and nobody knew who I was. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. You said you've been in three years, like Jeff mentioned before. Has it felt like three years? Or have you had a chance to enjoy the journey sometimes? Because it's really easy to get kind of lost in the journey as you're trying to get to where you want to get your ultimate goal. I try to just take it day by day and enjoy every moment that I have traveling, being in the ring, learning, doing seminars. Like, I try to just not think about the long haul because for so long I was thinking about why I wasn't getting this now, why I wasn't doing this. Because I saw all my friends, like, all, girls that I started with were getting further than me. So I was like, why is it not happening for me? What am I doing wrong? But I just have to remember everybody's journey is different. Like, everybody's going to take a different journey. Fans are going to like who they like. Like, it, it just, it's going to happen for me one day. I'm still like trying to just again take it day by day just take every experience with a grain of salt just enjoy it and then i'll get my you know my moment it's good and obviously impact wrestling uh, amazing that roster i mean with tessa we saw the little uh, that little uh, i guess running that you two guys had backstage a little and altercation. a little altercation there you go a war, uh, a war of words so to speak um just real quick for me, as far as independent wrestling and as far as like events like this, okay, we're here, Battlefield Pro, uh, made the Queen Reign. Talk about just the uh, resurgence of independent wrestling and the surge that it's on. Uh, of course, uh, All In is in September. Yes. Uh, 30 you know, minutes. Yeah. What, just, what, what do you think? Like, what do you think, think of just wrestling right now? I think the are on fire. Yeah. There it is There you again. go, again. Hey, I always find a way to put it <laughs> What's in. What's the over-under on puns here uh, <laughs> on this, on this, on this I interview? I have to put it in yeah. every time. <laughs> exactly. If I find a slot, I just put it yeah. in. I'm like, but, I mean, honestly, like, the independents are, like, honestly, yeah. like, they're on fire right now. Yeah. Like, there's just so many things happening. There's so many different promotions coming up, and there's so many that are doing very well. And I just feel like the independence is where it's at. Right now. 
honestly. I, I really do. And with that being said, it's it's everywhere. There seems to be so much more uh, places where people can hone their craft. Mm-hmm. But again, I ask this question, people get tired of me asking it, but I have to because it's so much validity behind it, especially now today in today's business, is that you know with so many opportunities to go and, and you know, work on your craft, there's so many places to now distribute it. Yeah. Talking about social media, branding yourself, making yourself yes. popular out there, giving yourself a fan base of you really marketing who you are. Definitely. How vital is that for yourself starting out and also, more importantly, for anybody else coming to this business? It seems like a really good time right now because if you just want something, say I want your stuff, you want something from the Japan, here's a link, go watch it. I think right now social media is definitely a big part of everything, everything. I feel like you branding yourself and putting yourself out there and selling what you want people to buy is a huge part of wrestling like I I think it's always been a huge part of wrestling but now that social media is such a big thing I feel like once you put yourself out there people are going to watch they're going to listen they're going to pay attention Um, but like again I say like fans are going to like who they like they're going to say what they say I mean social media is always going to be like one of those things where people are going to be there you're going to have your trolls and your people I've I've gotten it even though like why I don't, it's just. Why would that happen? Haters. You know, haters yeah. and bullies and people just trying to bring you yeah. down because, you know, they have nothing but better to do but to do that because they don't know what to do with their lives, so they just sit online and type mean things to people. Critique others for their successes. Right. They just they're sitting on the couch and they've never done right. what you do for one second. I think the only people, like, I, I feel like some fans will never understand what it's like to step foot in that ring. Yeah. And. They, they will never understand it. So when they talk about it or they talk bad about it or they come on my page and say mean things or they comment, honestly, I ignore it, I delete them, and I block them because yeah. there's no reason to even feed into it. Because if you feed into it, they win. Yeah. Tara Hogan, uh, thank you for, some, uh, for your time. Last one for me is Impact Wrestling recently, well, not recently, in the past, it's had that bad rap. Mm-hmm. And now under new leadership, do you see it changing? Do you see the change? I do, okay. honestly. Like, these last set of tapings that we did, uh, with Tessa being there and then bringing Katarina back, they brought a lot of people yeah. back. Um, I'm thinking they're, they're really trying to uh, resurrect Impact, yeah. I feel. Uh, there there was a weird dynamic. Like, when I first got signed, there was something weird going on. Like, um, I guess a changeover. Yeah, guess, and, yeah. I, and that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was just a yeah. changeover. But, like, one they got the ball rolling yep. finally it's just like okay now they're they're on a roll they're trying to get on the roll they're trying to be on that roll so i feel like right now it's impact's gonna it's i feel like it's gonna get big honestly yeah, i mean one, it's good for the business it's yeah. good for everyone right it yeah. is and one final one for me with that being said we just talked about do you feel there's like a fire in that locker room everybody's now enthusiastic wanting to kind of oh, top yeah, each other definitely in terms of feeling worried about stability or where you know where leadership's going to be everybody wants everybody to succeed i feel like right now impact is such a like a team effort there's such a family effort everybody wants to look out for everybody everybody wants everybody to succeed and do well um like in my in the knockouts division in particular i feel like all the women are there for everybody like everybody wants everybody to do well and gail's over everybody so gail wants everybody to succeed so i feel like again impact's going to grow and people are finally going to see like that good growing dynamic for them Kira, I'm excited to see you wrestle here. This will be the first time I, I watch you live and in person. I'm looking forward to it. That's one of the matches I'm looking forward to tonight. And uh, I want to wish you the best of luck. Thank you so and, much. And, uh, you know, best in everything that you, you do. And thank you for coming on the High Spot thank Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Hogan does know best. Trendsetter Kara Hogan joins us on the High Spot Podcast. I uh, want to shout out to her. Impressive matchup with Willow Nightingale. Uh, and, man, the future is bright for uh, Miss Kara Hogan. 
Yeah, not only that, you're you're completely right on that. The future, let's just say it's hot, it's scorching, it's pun intended, it's on fire. Exactly. What I like in terms of her understanding of, of where she is in her career and knowing where she wants to go, uh, talking about the evolution of her character, the evolution of where she wants to be, and kind of trying to, she's kind of at a crossroads, she feels, which uh, I thought was pretty interesting when she talked about it, and, and she is, you know, woman enough to admit it, of uh, where the new adaptation is of her as a performer. But also the fact, too, I loved uh, her intake, too, on the on the status of, of, you know, the dirty word people like to use sometimes, indie wrestling, you know, it's, 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 it's picked up so much momentum you know we talk about the all-in event and that's just kind of a a, a a circle of basically everything that's going on right now and i just can't wait to see what the future holds for her because that knockouts division is starting to stack up its roster pretty well with women like tessa blanchard that's on it too um so i i'm really excited to see what uh she has in store because uh, at the end of the day she might be young but she does have time on her side so definitely Battle Club Pro made the Queen Reign lived up to all the expectations. And again, looking forward to their June 16th show in Connecticut, The Malice at the Palace, another female, all-female show. So make sure you go on their website and their Facebook page, Battle Club Pro, uh, for more details. Uh, now they're moving to Connecticut, and I believe they'll be going back to the Bronx, back home, back home in New York, uh, also down uh, in the very near future uh, this summer. So again... If you guys have a chance to check this out, wherever you can get the video on this, uh, definitely make sure you watch Battle Pro made the queen reign now we move on to a sunday matinee affair i believe also too for innovative pro wrestling it is their debut uh show one in the chamber and again you get to see the future there intermingled with a little bit of the current wrestlers the current names and i gotta tell you too the show uh delivered again it lived up to all the hype and a lot of pressure uh on just battle pro and innovative pro to you know give you two straight days of wrestling now, a lot of people could have a hangover the night before and be like, "Okay, you know, we shouldn't expect that much from Innovative Pro." But you know what? Don't ever doubt anybody from those promotions, from from uh, Joaquin Morales to Carlos Aristi to everybody in that promotion. Don't ever doubt them because they're going to give you your money's worth. That and plus, you're going to be entertained as hell when you see the event there, and uh, you you sense from the crowd and us watching it there the motivation that that roster has. Whether you're talking about Battle Pro, the women's roster, or sorry, let me say the icons that are a part of it, and the roster of you know uh, IPW as well. Just you could just definitely tell they were willing to stand up. They were going to let a hangover be an excuse in this part, Jeff. They were going to allow the fact that they were motivated to go to the fact that you know sometimes the weather can be tricky. You know, doing a matinee after a Saturday night show, you know. You, you kind of wonder how the the crowd's going to be. Crowd came out for it. They were they were definitely into it. A lot of promotion went their way in terms of it worked out for them. And uh, the talent in that roster, headlined by you know a main event that you and I were looking forward to, you couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, and that main event that you were talking about, Trentsetter, was J.T. Dunn, uh, Mr. Death Biola himself against the King of Swerve in Shane Strickland, who is also the MLW world champion for MLW. So again, when you see these two names and you're in the area, if you're not a if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a true wrestling fan, you need to be there. And what a great day, especially for Memorial Day weekend on a Sunday to go see that. Uh, you're guaranteed a lot of uh, great action, but again, that matchup in itself was worth the price of admission, and uh, that we will get into by talking to JT Dunn in just a few minutes. But one of the matches that was very intriguing, which went all over the 
took place was the triple threat women's matchup between Maria Manic, who's a very young up-and-comer, too, in this business, yeah. against Veda Scott and Harlow O'Hara, who the night before had just competed as well in that gauntlet match, too. So uh, both females, too, Maria Manic also competed the night before, and then this was their second go-around. So back-to-back nights for these uh, females. Also, Veda Scott as well, too. So, uh, you know, double duty. And uh, Maria Manic was able to give us a few minutes to talk about exactly what it's like trying to pull, you know, double duty in wrestling and just her character gimmick because she's done a whole maybe 180 here as far as character wise because she went from that Barbie doll that we met uh, we saw at Russell Pro like maybe a year ago yeah. and now she's become this I would say a glamazon now the look is different the whole attitude is different and now ladies and gentlemen here is our interview with the Maria Manic on the High Spot Podcast. All right, Trendsetter, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, Innovative Pro Wrestling, one in the chamber. What a match we just saw, a triple threat hardcore match, Veda Scott, Harlow O'Hara, and one of the people that, you know, really, really took it to them is Maria Manic. Maria, how are you? Well, Jeff, let me correct you there. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for this. It's the Maria Manic. Thank you. East Coast Barbie is long dead, Dead. new and informed and genetically superior (laughs) Than anybody else out there, the Maria Manic, thank you so much for joining the High Spot Podcast. How are you today? Not you feeling, feeling too great right now, but I'm alive. That's always a good thing. But you know. I actually feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I'm just tired. Like, I'm not even in pain. I'm just tired from this weekend. Double duty, right? Double duty. Well, yeah, I did two matches last night, and then that match today. And life just makes me tired, you know? Yeah, life's always tired. <laughs> but what I always wanted to talk to you about, I've been a huge fan of your work. I've met you since a long time ago when you had the blonde hair. Now mm-hmm. everything's evolved and changed. I want to talk about that evolution a little bit. What, what drew the mindset of, of doing this, not only transforming in terms of your character, but your body as well? What drove you to want to pursue that route? Um, I guess I was just tired of, like, the perception I was giving off, I guess. Because when you look a certain way, people automatically think of you and, like, only a sexual way or only eye candy and I didn't want to be that I never wanted to be that but Mm -hmm. it just kind of happened and I realized I don't like this I need to make a drastic change for people to even notice you wanted to change their perception of you yeah and my and just I wanted to I guess be I I always liked girls like China and Beth Phoenix but I never thought I could be that myself and I was like you know what why can't I so I started working out really hard um, and I realized like you know, a couple months in, I started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, this is not impossible. It takes a lot of hard work, but it's not impossible. Yeah. And as I started to get bigger, I started to get better in the ring because I can do more things. I'm stronger. You know, the things I do in the gym help me in the ring. It's not just bullshit, you know, trying to get jacked. It's, no, this shit actually helps me. Um, so then I started to get more respect, and then you get a little more confidence, and then that confidence builds and builds and builds, and then you learn who you are. And I think before I didn't know who I was and I was pretending to be something I wasn't so it didn't correlate in the ring now I know who I am and I know what I can do and it shows in the ring shows I know what I'm doing you know what I mean Yeah. whereas before it didn't because it could be very copycat sometimes where you have a lot of like the same look but you've decided to you know change that and mm-hmm. you've decided to you know be a unique personality how important is that to find your way here especially in the wrestling business where you know you need to stand out how do you mm-hmm. feel that's done for you so far since you've changed your uh, appearance um it's cool because like i said said, there's not really anybody like me right now um and i think what's cool about me is i i give off the scary crazy vibe but i'm also still a normal pretty girl when i want to be you know what i mean not right now if you could see me but (laughs) oh stop it gosh she's being modest (laughs) when i i said don't put the camera on my face right now because i'm i got water dumped on me so now she did that Uh, because obviously i looked disgusting with my beard i don't worry about it yeah that's That's why why. Mm -hmm. yeah but i just think having your own look is cool because you know 
no one really mistakes me anymore. Nobody says, oh, you look like this person, or you look like that person. It's Maria's her own thing. I'm, I don't even want to be looked at as a human. That's why I do the monstrosity gimmick. I want to be like, I'm an animal, I'm a monster, I'm a creature, I'm not even a human. Yeah. Which I don't really think anyone's doing. And like you said, there's different gimmicks, but you have to believe your gimmick. If you don't yeah. believe what you're doing, no one else is going to believe it. I truly think I'm the strongest girl out there. I think yeah. I'm the most dominant. I think I'm the most powerful. So it shows. You know, Even if I'm not. Yeah. If I think I am, it's going to come off that way. So. Well, it's like you said, you believe it, so then nobody else has the interpretation but to believe it yourself because you're exactly. going out there. It's not like you're pretending, like you said before, trying to be something that you're not. Yeah, so, you know, and that never, that never clicked with other people because they could tell it wasn't original. Now what I'm doing, this is me. You know what I mean? Um, but just I, the volume cranked up really high, exa- basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can tone it down, but like, <laughs> I think when you get into wrestling, you think, like, oh, I need this gimmick that's totally not like me. Yeah. But I don't think that's how it should be. It should be you just turned up. And, but when I started, I was so young, I didn't even know who I was, even outside of, of wrestling. I, I was 17. I didn't know who I was. Um, but now I'm older, and I kind of know myself better, I think. So. Maria, That's what it, it took. an impressive last couple of days, Battle Pro and Battle Pro Wrestling. Thank you for your time here. and appreciate everything. And, again, the Maria Manic. I don't want That's to. Right, don't get it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. At now the Maria Manic. At the Maria Manic. Yeah. I don't want to get it wrong again because after this match, the, the hardcore match, I don't want her to. Hold on, can we can we say that I don't know if y'all saw this, but I knocked the cameraman out today. Oh yes, yeah, I yes, saw it. Yes, I was I, laughing hysterically because I want it. that to be on Botchmania. Yeah, I don't know why it'd be a botch. The botch on the it's cameraman. It's not a botch at all, yeah. but it's just funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like was, that better go viral because I kicked him so hard, like because I felt my foot. I, I, I was running and I saw him there and I said, "Move." I'm still laughing. Yeah. He didn't move, <laughs> and I just feel the back of my foot like kick him in the yeah. face, and then I look down and he's on the yeah. ground like plowed out. Oh, I felt so bad. I, I still, felt. I actually feel bad. I never feel bad about things. But I feel bad. I, I felt bad that it wasn't me. You know why? Because I so badly <laughs> love this business. That would be my first bump. Yeah. He, right. he stole was that it his from first him. bump? Pro- yeah, it was oh, his first bump. Oh, it was a hard bump oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what and I, I never. Might as well do it right, right? I don't know who he is. I thought I couldn't find him, and I wanted to say sorry, but. I don't know where he is. He's at the hospital right now. Oh, no. He got like a shoot kick to the face. Well, Maria, thank you so much for oh. joining the High Spot Podcast, and we hope to talk to you down the road. And I'll be messaging her for some tips because I need to get bigger. Yep. I need to work no, out. No, don't so. start that journey. <laughs> it's Thanks. not fun. Thanks, Maria. Bye. All right, Trendsetter, I don't know how you weren't shaking in your boots. I know I was. The Maria Manic joined us for a great interview, and I hope to talk to her again soon in the future. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're shaking your boots. There's no question about it. You're studying on your words. Of course, she can be very intimidating. But what I appreciate the most about Maria is from when we met her almost about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, up at WrestlePro and to see where she's evolved, not in terms of a character, too, but where she's evolved as a human being, as a person, really grasping, having more confidence in herself. You can definitely tell in the ring. I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, she was always critiqued on, she'll be the first one to admit it as well. She didn't really mention in the interview people. People critique not only her appearance and the perception of what she looked like as a Barbie doll, the East Coast Barbies, which she once went by, but in terms of her in-ring performance, now she seems more confident. She knows what she's doing. She knows who she is as a not only wrestling persona, as we say, Jeff, but as a person and human being. You know, sometimes perception is reality. When you are more of yourself and you know who you are as a person and individual at this stage in her career, this stage in her life, it's a lot easier to kind of just turn up that volume really high, and she does it better right now in terms of having so much momentum going on her side you know people like jessica havoc who has so much respect in this business as a female competitor loves maria manic so that's a great uh, uh tap on the uh, sorry pat on the back for somebody like maria manic having that confidence knowing what she's doing is working 
Yeah, no, definitely someone to keep your eye out in the future too. Very entertaining. How can you not keep your eye out for her? She no, is definitely, she definitely stands out. Stands, she stands out. out definitely. And uh, then we had our main event match too uh, between JT Dunn and Shane Strickland. And I'm telling you, man, that was an amazing matchup. I mean, just as soon as uh, uh, Shane Strickland came out, then JT Dunn, that anticipation, finally getting to see the two of them there, and of course finding out just how important Shane Strickland was in the future of JT Dunn too. Uh, I mean, finding out all those things because after the match after a victory by jt dunn mr mr uh, death by elbow stopped by the podcast table and had a few minutes to talk to us here on the high spot podcast talking about the importance of uh shane strickland in his life and the importance of the independent scene right now in professional wrestling so he doesn't really do a lot of these but he was so gracious enough to give us a few minutes on the high spot podcast so here he is himself mr death by elbow jt dunn all right, Trendsetter, High Spot Podcast here in Richfield Park, New Jersey, Innovative Pro Wrestling, one in the chambers in the books, and man, there's so many matches that stole the show, but that main event was... No, Jeff, there's the only one match that stole the show. I'm going to cut you off right man. there, because what you're talking about is completely <laughs> irrelevant now. There's only one match that stole the show, the only one match that everybody was looking forward to. There's this match with this man right here, JT Dunn. You guys are far too kind, man. <laughs> man, I, I miss New Jersey. I'm just, I'm just speaking the truth <laughs> here, I honestly. Jeff that. and I have been huge fans of yours ever since the beginning we, we had you on the show. And to see you in there performing, doing your thing, and seeing how much you join and love it, it was an honor for us. So thank oh, you for that. I appreciate that. that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that that was uh, easily conveyed to the audience, man. I love what I do. I love wrestling guys like Shane, one of the best in the in the world, the entire world, and to come here, Richfield Park, a building. I got a lot of a lot of history like here, history, but I yeah. feel like uh, that's in the past, and we're on to new things. And here with IPW, their debut show, there's only one main event you can have, and it has to feature the JT Dunn. And tonight. I was feeling it. I mean, yeah. the musics were great. Oh, the all Night Long's banging yeah, in the speakers. Exactly. Shaka Khan. You actually, like, beat <laughs> down with uh, Shane afterwards. You yeah, did, actually. Uh, I was feeling it, man. Like, wow, JT's feeling the music here. It's, it's, a, it's a catchy it's, song. It's it really is. is. It's it a really worldly weekend, is. and we're all, you know, celebration, man. Like I said, I'm happy. I get to go home early tonight. Yeah, I'll be home before midnight. This is a so big what, day. What does JT do when he goes home after a wrestling match? I hang with my cat, and I play Fortnite. Yeah? There you go. That's my life. Yeah? A little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when they tell you that you're going to take on Shane Strickland, what the competitive juices must be flowing. Absolutely. There, right? Immediately. Then, yeah. And you're like, whoa. And then, you know, how much thought do you put into this match? Like when you when you take on Shane too, because uh, obviously you guys have like tore it up the last few years, especially Shane too with MLW mm-hmm. now the MLW champion too, and and like you you had a, a tremendous. Uh, you know, send off to Shane here afterwards. And how heartfelt is that? What does Shane meant to you in your career? I man, Shane is a very important person to me, and I think it took a lot of uh, a lot of time when I get injured and I tore my hamstring uh, at the end of last year. I had a lot of time to sit home and reflect, and uh, just really just start paying attention to the details and remember where I came from and the people who were responsible for the growth of, of my career. And I really never touched on the aspect that Shane played, uh, but he was very vital to it. I, I was stuck in New England. I was wrestling the who's who of wrestling, but it, I was in a little bubble, and I needed to burst out, and nobody would take a chance on me. And, and that's the hardest part in wrestling is to get somebody to be like, okay, we're going to invest into you. And Shane went to a bunch of people, and he got people to bite on me, and I have not looked back since. And I've just I've been on a mission to be the best in the world, and it, it's taken me a long time, 10 years now in pro wrestling, uh, various amount of injuries and setbacks and yeah. life struggles, but I feel like in the end that's going to make my journey and my story a little bit a little bit better, and it, 
and Shane plays a very important part. So coming here, especially this building, with a fan base that is absolutely just salivating over death by elbow, it makes it that much more special. And for a debut show to be the featured match on a show that has Woods, Teddy Hart, Zachary Wentz, yeah. Jessica Havocs here, like, that's pretty incredible, man. Dan Moff is here. Rich Swan yeah. showed up. Like, mm -hmm. I, I take a lot of pride in that, man. It's, it's more than being a main event. It's just, I get to be an example for those who follow me, and I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you talked about the length of time you've been doing this, and you know sometimes for some people it might feel that way. Sometimes it might feel like it just it went in the blink of an eye. With your injury now, when you, you dealt with it, your recent injury, and then coming back from it, do you feel now mentally you're at a stage where you can kind of maybe enjoy the ride a little bit more rather than yeah. worrying so much about, you know, last time we spoke to you, it's about, you know, what's next? I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. So maybe you didn't enjoy it as much as that point right now. Before it felt like work. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what kind of led into the injury was just work, work, work. My schedule was full. I just felt like I had to do what Pushing everybody else was hard. doing, and I needed to stay busy or, or I wasn't over enough. I needed to make a certain amount of money every month or, or I wasn't doing it. Now I'm at the point where I'm just like, point, I mean, no, 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 cuss, but I don't give a F. I don't care. I, I just, I, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do things the way I wanted to. Uh, and that's kind of how I began my career. And that, like I said earlier, that got me into a little bit of trouble. Uh, mm -hmm. But now I'm a little bit wiser. I know what to say, what not to say. Uh, so that puts me in a better position. Now I'm just, I just want to enjoy my life. And wrestling, yeah, it's, it's a major part of my life, but it's not everything for me. It doesn't define me. It doesn't describe my daily activities. There's a lot more that I want to do, uh, and I think that now the injury led me to be able to sit home and, and game plan and put things together. And I had, I had three months to just pretty much sit in isolation in Providence. Ain't nobody else living in Providence, <laughs> just me <laughs> for wrestling-wise. So, uh, I mean, Your I, cat was there with yeah, you. My cat was there. Yeah, <laughs> my cat's a godsend, man. I love that little thing. Uh, but it, it allowed me to just start venturing out into different avenues. I started doing uh, some photography work. I started doing work at acting script stuff running wrestling companies like i want my i want to get my hands in everything possible man i, I love to learn knowledge is power man and that's the thing that i'm true i've began to learn it's not it's not about what i can do with my body it's not about my physical limitations it's, it's mental man it's always going to be mental and if mental i'm at, at a higher capacity than others that's success for me one final one for me is you said dabbing in everything and uh, a lot of wrestlers now are dabbing in everything like for example you know cody rhodes is mm -hmm. a perfect example he's dabbing in being a promoter and Absolutely. now doing this all-in stuff. What do you think the state of the business is for independent wrestling right now? Uh, better than ever. Better than ever. Hearts. <laughs> We're giving hearts to people. Uh, I think it's great. And smiles. Uh, yeah, lots of smiles, man. I'm smiling all day today. Exactly. Richie Swan's here. That's why I'm smiling. Uh, I think wrestling is great because now wrestling isn't defined by pro wrestling. It's defined by whatever the hell you want it to be. If you want to be a promoter and be successful at that, there's now an avenue. If you want to sell t-shirts for a living, there's an avenue for that. If you want to just uh, run shows, like that's the thing. If you want to be a pro wrestler part-time, that's a thing. If you want to be a wrestler full-time, that's a thing. You don't yeah. need a major contract. Yeah. And I think that's game-changing. Guys like Cody and the Young Bucks being able to transcend that and open the doors and the avenues. And then for guys like Joey Ryan to get a part of that. Yeah. And, and then even having guys like Chris Jericho come from one universe and come to the other and show that the leap is possible and success is, is attainable there, like the more people that keep doing that, it's going to open more doors for the next generation. Yeah. It, 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 does it make you feel like give you a little pep in your step when you see them do that? You're like, hey, I can do this thing too, man. I can do Yeah. I mean, even you promote Strong Style Brand. Yes. Right? So that's another thing that you're venturing out to. So you're, you're, I represent Strong Style Brand. It's not mine. Strong Style Okay, well, you're That's not mine. But you're <laughs> Frankie Scream. That's all him, man. He's a, He's the evil genius behind it. Yeah. That's another guy. I'll give him. I'll give him props right now. Frankie is the madman yeah. behind all my creativity, my videos, my promos, uh, the relentless documentary series on YouTube. Like, 
he is a mastermind and being able to share my story through his vision is something I, I'm very much appreciative of uh, and, and like we were talking about expanding pro wrestling Frankie is a guy who came from the band scene he traveled he was a part of a band signed to a label and he left that to start his own journey yeah. into clothing and videography work and he combined those two things into one formed the strong style brand and now it's one of the most talked about brands yeah. in the world yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, and before we wrap up here with JT too you called out Rich Swan here we can't we can't leave without that yeah, yeah. yeah. Swan and the fans here were like, you know, salivating, like rubbing their hands, like, whoa, is there a possibility? Man, you and Rich Swan would tear the house down, man. How you, how you before, uh, before Rich had the left us and he moved up to everything that he went to achieve, uh, Rich Swan and I were kind of married to each other and we were we were doing battle from, I mean, uh, literally from the West Coast to the East Coast, uh, everywhere you could possibly wrestle. I wrestled Rich Swan. I have never wrestled Rich Swan in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yet. Yeah, so, Yet. Let's make, so let's Yet. make history down the road. And last one for me, Jeff, because of night, you never let me get a word in edgewise. <laughs> this guy always likes to take the spotlight for some I reason. I short-term memory, and I don't want to lose my question. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, no, but you know, with that being said, we talked about Rich Swan and the possibilities. They're endless in that, something like that. Sure. When you call someone out or somebody calls you out, for example, do you take that as a compliment? Is it the manner in which somebody calls you yeah. out? Do you take it to the fact that you know when that happens and you said, listen, I want Rich Swan, or say he did the same thing to you, mm-hmm. challenged you, is it more like, wow, it's starting, to, it's starting to fester. I, I can't wait. The excitement builds up of what could possibly be. For sure. I, I definitely, uh, I think maybe years back I would have called people out in a very immature way, and that's what would have led to me uh, coming off disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I've learned from my mistakes. Tonight it was literally just a, a, a building full with emotion, and, and Shane and I shared that main event moment together. Uh, I came out victorious, so I think that grants me the permission to talk on the microphone whenever I want. Right? Yeah, so I think so too. I just happened to grab the mic and look over, and Rich Swan's clapping and smiling at me, and then I realize this is a moment where – not to be selfish because it, I think it benefits him, it benefits me, it benefits the fans, it benefits the promotion that it could possibly happen at. Uh, but I think me and Rich Swan is something that is beneficial for pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that based off of the history that we have together, he's leaps and bounds ahead of where he was four years ago when we, when we were sharing the ring together. And I'm a whole different animal than he oh, remembers. Yeah. Uh, so that's just, it, it, it excites me. So when something like that, it, it presents itself in any manner, I'm going to jump at it. I even said I might get in trouble for this because you're not supposed to do those <laughs> yeah. things. Things. But you're feeling it, man. You're just yeah, feeling it's, it. It's the moment. The yeah. moment took over I live in moments. And, and that's something I learned through my injuries. I'm, now, I'm no longer waiting for opportunities. I'm no longer waiting for somebody to come up to me and be like, JT, it's now your time to be the man. I am the man, yeah. and I've been the man, and I've been the man who's helped everybody else get to where they want to be because that's how good I am. No more. Now it's time for me to get my just due. I'm the best. Is this thing, this, I'm the best. I've always been the best. And if Rich Swan gets in the ring with me, I'm going to show Rich Swan that I'm the best. And guys, make sure that is not cockiness. That is just confidence. That's confidence. confidence is his ability and confidence in what he can do. I'm the, I'm the least egotistical person <laughs> in the world. Trendsetter. I, I can't, say the, same for, I can't no. say the same for Jeff, This, this guy over here. Trends, Trendsetter, I think it's a huge accomplishment. We did the whole interview without JT giving us the death by elbow. So we'll cut this. My elbow hurts. Yeah, we'll Shane's yeah. got a hell of a Plus chin. he's right-handed, so yeah, that's so, for yeah, you, so not we'll, me. So we'll wrap it up <laughs> That's the reason why I positioned myself yeah, in this spot. Smart, we'll, smart we'll, move. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. So, JT, thank you so much for joining <laughs> thank us, Thank you man. for having me, Great man. match as usual, and appreciate it. And you got our support. Hey, let's make a deal. I'll kick Rich Swan's ass, and then we have another interview after that one. Sounds good. He's man. not allowed to be a part of it, though. No, JT, no, of course. Awesome. You're not Thank you out. very much. Yeah, he's still time. Nice about podcast. All right, Trent Satter, what a great interview, man. Uh, listen, I got chills, Jeff. Yeah, he is the future, guys. It, you know, 
Watch him while you can before someone scoops him up because he is on the verge of greatness. And again, JT Dunnigan, a guy who is just doing it everywhere, you know, tearing the house down everywhere he goes. JT Dunn was a guest on the High Spot Podcast, and man, what a great interview that was. It was amazing. I could have talked to him for hours, Jeff. You, you know, could have, too. You could have. It's just that good. It flowed that well. And it's been a while since we've spoken to, to JT Dunn. And, you know, he's evolved. Back on. He's evolved. And that's the word I think that's going to be maybe the, 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 the secret word, guys. Uh, it will be evolve. And that's my poor impression of Pee Herman. Uh, but uh, th- that's what it is. To see where we were as Jeff, the High Spot Podcast, and JT Dunn, where he wanted to start out and where he was in his mindset back then, to where he is now, it seems like he's in a lot better place. Uh, you know, a lot of people sometimes mistake uh, his, his confidence, is what I call it, for cockiness. And it's not. He's just very confident in his abilities, and he's not going to take no for an answer. And maybe in situations where maybe that kind of got him in trouble, he's learned from it. You know, you like to think as we get older, we get wiser, and he's definitely a lot wiser. And uh, it's just super talented. You know, from the last time we saw him in person perform to where he is now, I dare say he's better than I've ever seen him. Oh, most definitely, too. And like I said, we evolved as well from a little task cam with a microphone attached to it. In yeah, the we corner, joked about that. We're in a corner to... standing up, and, you know, we, we put all the works for, for JT Dunn. He was impressed. He was like, wow, look at this setup here. I know, right? You, you, and you said that uh, perception is reality. So it is. Uh, I think that JT Dunn has uh, overcome a lot of ob- obstacles in his life. And I think that uh, he finally gets it. We talked about the injury as well. That kind mm-hmm. of sidelined, uh, sidelines hamstring, him. Yeah, yeah. The hamstring injury. And now give him a chance to think about things, not take things for granted. So this is a, a new and improved JT Dunn. And that's the most important thing you just said right there. Not taking things for granted. Him realizing, not that he needed any, uh, you know, something to remind him, but how much when it's taken away from you, how much you really miss it, how much you really want it. There's very much, Jeff, you and I ourselves and guys, the crew listening to the show. So many times we get up in the morning, we do our normal things, we take for granted the ability that we are healthy that we feel fine that we have the ability to have a job etc 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 and once it's taken away from us then that's only do we realize how much we appreciate it so there's no question that jt appreciates all the opportunities he's had to this point too and you know it's just great to see him in such a it seems like he's such a good place right now and himself mentally and it seems physically as well so it's great to see that he's uh he's you know the sky's the limit for him and you know trenton i'm gonna throw you a curveball here because you talk about not taking things for granted somebody else that was on the card too too, that uh, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention was Teddy Hart because um, it's been we've seen him a lot now as far as being on the East Coast. Yeah. We've seen him in Brooklyn for been Russell Pro. Same, yeah. We have we we got to uh, shake hands and talk a little bit at one of the Russell Pro shows in Rahway, New Jersey. Uh, and again, we saw him uh, this weekend uh, for Innovative Pro Wrestling against Zachary Wentz, and uh, a little bit of a scare. Uh, but again, he just tries to entertain the fans, and of course, he's very controversial. He's been on tons of podcasts. You know, uh, you may think, oh, he may be a little bit out there, but at the end of the day, he's all about the fans too. And uh, somebody that uh, you know, who you know, yes, he's had some demons and he's he's had obstacles in life, and uh, you know, maybe maybe veered off the the path one or two times. But uh, Teddy Hart really left a lasting impression with with what he had to say at, uh, at Innovative Pro. Oh, yeah. What he had to say is, and, and I can only sum it into a, a very heartfelt speech to the audience. I mean, you know, when it comes to a guy like Teddy Hart, when he has the microphone, you definitely know whatever he says, whether it be on a podcast, whether it be in an interview, whether it be in a live uh, show when he's holding a microphone, it's going to be authentic. It's going to be real. And that's what he's always been about. Yeah, like you mentioned before, he's made mistakes, but he's owned up to them. He takes full responsibility for them, and he's trying to better himself, too. So you can only, as a fan or as a supporter or as a family member, only support him in his path, too. 
but you know the basically he just went out there and, and laid his heart out on the line obviously going through a little scare possibly there might have been an injury there yeah, but took a DDT to off the uh, the edge of the uh, ring apron uh, his head really looked like that hit the apron too a little bit of concern but uh, Teddy was able to walk off under his own power too and you know deliver a very powerful speech to the uh, Richfield Park, New Jersey, innovative pro wrestling fans. Yeah, and it basically just showed the heart that Teddy has, not only for his in-ring performance and his uh, ability to try to be a professional, but his love really for professional wrestling and his appreciation for the fans. You know, you know, it's easy, like I said, to get lost in the circle when you're trying to be successful. You want to be a megastar. You want to go to example for like WWE. You want to be that huge guy that makes all the money, all the riches, all the fame, all the glamour. But at the same time, it all goes back to the fans. You, you and I our fans, people who listen to the show are fans, and they just appreciate it, and they know that that's what they want to do. And, of course, so we were able to – actually, I was able to roll on that, actually. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, let you hear that. His message to the fans at Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, Innovative Pro Wrestling. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, again, I've been watching indie wrestling now and taking bookings for 23 years. And what keeps me looking in the mirror – and wanting to get on those airplanes and taking bumps and risking my life is the look on your face and how much you love this business and how hard it is now. I had a real job for a while. I never had any idea how hard it was to make money, real money, not asking my dad or my uncle or getting an inheritance, but actually going out, sitting in traffic, waking up at six in the morning, five days a week for a year or two or three, and I asked the guy what was his hobby, and he said he liked basketball, or he liked football. Some people, they like to sit at home and watch TV. You guys love professional wrestling. Indie fucking wrestling. The greatest fans in the world are indie wrestling fans. And the guys in the back, Understand your sacrifice. We try to work as hard as you guys do to come out here and make sure you go home satisfied. Nothing's worse than watching a show and going home pissed off or miserable. But when you know these guys come out here, we understand what this business is. Two guys, four guys, six guys, a girl, whatever it takes getting in there and killing each other, but allowing us to come back week in, week out and put that thing I say on your faces, which is a smile, which when I go to heaven, I'm gonna say a collective more claps and Teddy Chance and Smalls and anyone else up there. So please make sure I get to join my family in heaven because you guys put a blessing on us. You guys keep us safe. You guys are all angels. We all love you. The guys in the back love you. The promoter loves you guys. Please, every time you walk away, hold your head up high and say you watched any wrestling and you had a good time. And we did our fucking job and you made us have a dream and a purpose. Without you, we have nothing. I love you, thank you so fucking much for having us. All right, so that was Teddy Hart, man, and you were able to hear uh, him exactly his thoughts and his emotions, uh, and all the fans could feel it, man. I felt it too, and uh, Teddy Hart, thank you I for shed everything a tear. you do. Yeah. I shed a tear. Uh, it's easy to, to do that because, like I said, he's so real. When he says he's not bullshitting you, he's really telling you how he feels about something. And uh, sometimes honesty isn't the best policy, and people take it the wrong way. I suppose you're being rude, but he means everything he says, and I'm sure the crowd, especially ourselves, appreciate what he had to say. Most definitely, and man, again, 
full of surprises, full of great, amazing matches was Innovative Pro Wrestling, one in the chamber, and, uh, you know, again, uh, their first ever show. They will be back there July 22nd, uh, so you want to make sure you go see that. That is another Sunday uh, show for Innovative Pro Wrestling, so I know the Trenser and I will be there, and they will be going to hell and back is the name of the show, so definitely go support them. July 22nd, they will return, and also to Rest. Wrestlers Laboratory uh, was there too, and uh, we will do something with them uh, in July as well. Uh, they have their show uh, headlined by Joey Janella, who will be there. He will uh, battle for the uh, Wrestling's Lab champ for the Wrestlers Lab Championship against uh, Mr. Grimm. So will Joey Janella go in the body bag? Well, regardless whether he wins or loses, he might be going in the body bag just by all the risks he takes, <laughs> the punishment he puts his body through. But it's always appreciated by us, and I can't wait to see that. Mr. Grimm, Joey Janela, they better reinforce that ring. They better reinforce that floor right now because that fl- that place, after after this past weekend, Jeff, and what we're looking forward to in July, might be falling apart before we get to I- IPW again. Yeah, and of course, uh, one of the best matches that we saw was uh, we were supposed to see Nick Cage, uh, f- uh, yeah. wrestler uh, for CZW, uh, renowned there in the Tri-State area, take on Dan Moff, unfortunately due to injury, uh, which is something that, you know, seeing that emotion from Nick Cage, uh, knowing that uh, he was unable to compete, I think it's the first time he's had to pull out of a show in a while. And uh, You, you never know, want to see that. No, you never want to see that. You don't want, you know, you want the crowd. crowd was buzzing for him, man. Uh, it also was the first time I would have seen him in person as well. So it was something that uh, we were looking forward to uh, uh, seeing uh, in person there at uh, Innovative Pro. But, the crowd would not be disappointed because I think they found an amazing, suitable replacement to take on Dan Moff, and that was none other than former WWE Cruiserweight Champion Rich Swan. Of course, uh, he returned back to the Independence uh, just a few months ago, and uh, you've seen him at MLW. And now we're happy to say that he will be at the next set of Impact tapings. So he is obviously nice. uh, living life after WWE, and he was able to so graciously give us a few minutes on the High Spot podcast. Definitely one of the highlight interviews I've done. Since we've done this show, uh, Trendsetter, and just your thoughts on being, um, being able to get Rich Swan on the show. Well, first and foremost, I was excited to see him perform live because I'd only seen him from what I could see from TV. Then to have the opportunity to interview him, geez, it's Christmas early for me, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, again, too, Rich Swan, uh, great interview on the High Spot podcast. Uh, always, always in a good mood. Always willing to talk to the fans. Always willing to, uh, you know, share. Uh, you know, his love for professional wrestling. And he was able to share his his thoughts on pro wrestling with us for a few minutes. So here is, without further ado, the highlight of our weekend is definitely sitting down and talking to Rich Swan himself. Here he is on High Spot Podcast. All right, Innovative Pro Wrestling, what a debut for the Oof. company, man. And we are joined by a great surprise. Talk about debuts. We're talking oh, about yeah. debut. Rich Swan. what is going on, man? Hey, man, I'm good, man. Like, this was an exciting show. Like, we saw some amazing matches today. Um, and uh, we also had a little party, you know? What, a, what an entrance, man. Like, you had the crowd jumping and... How does it feel to uh, you know you know electrify the crowd like you do, man? Is it, you always get goosebumps when you when you, you go know to the ring? Uh, no matter where it is, no matter what state, no matter how big the crowd is, how small, when you can pull that type of energy out of a crowd and make them feel the way they do, make them act the way they do, make them give those reactions that we so want. Like, there's no other feeling, like, better than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I do get the goosebumps. Yeah, I do feel it in my body. I do, like, feel the joyfulness. Like, oh, man, I'm making these people smile. 
Teddy Hart busted like the best promo tonight ever. Yeah. Like just saying. Like, I shed a tear. Yeah, yeah, you know, making these people smile, that's what we do. That is what w our main goal is, you know what I mean? And you feed off that energy too, right? Exactly. That motivates exactly. you for the moments where maybe you're not feeling 100% mm -hmm. or the day's dragging. Like that energy gets you up to get through the match. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Like, hey, I'm not ashamed. I threw up after my match because, uh, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> I was in there with Big Dan Moff and uh, – he made it hurt a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, the pain tolerance uh, just was not up there. <laughs> so you, you took on Dan Moff, who's like a legend. Here, oh, my and, God. And, you know, talk about that dynamic. Too. You got him to dance. For God's sakes, that should be like a championship belt there That's in itself for exactly. you. That's an accomplishment in itself. Dude, I remember sitting back when I was a young man and watching a young Trent Beretta get picked up over Dan Moff's head. And thrown from the middle of the ring to a wall. Oh, my God. The wall. The wall. The wall. And the only thing that I could think about getting into that ring with Dan Moth is, hmm, well, you throw people around, you make them hit the wall. <laughs> I'm going to make you hit the entertainment wall, and you're going to dance for all the people. <laughs> and he did it. He did it. It's amazing. Like... I can't even explain that. Like, can't. Just seeing how, there like. There are no words. Yeah, just seeing, like, how ruthless Dan Moth has been throughout his whole career and then making him, you know, show a different side of himself to mm -hmm. these people, like. And you could say, claim that you innovative. You're the instigator on that one. I'm a big instigator. I kind of effed up, as the people said. I gave him a nice little super kick after, you know, told him to show the people what his moves were all about. And I effed up, yeah, and I felt the wrath. But, but you survived. Yeah, I did. And I did. and you sit there, and you're reserving the match. We saw a main event with Shane Strickland oh and JT Dunn, man. And those are two guys I'm sure everyone wants to get <laughs> with again, you know. And then JT Dunn basically kind of like, you know, you're just there minding your Yo, business. Yo, he called me out. And he calls you out. And, and, you know, that's something that, I mean, we'd love to see you and JT. Man, uh, I don't think that I would have a death by an elbow. I think there'd be a little bit of Phoenix's splashing out of the sky <laughs> but you know i'm down to do that match whenever name the place name the time jt dunn i've known him for years and freaking like we've never had a singles match oh wow and so like for us to have a singles match he called me out in front of all these people like yo i'm down i'm ready to go now when something like that happens to you i know you're a very competitive guy yourself mm -hmm. is a lot of that uh i wouldn't say it's disrespectful calling you out but a lot of a lot of something like that when somebody does that to you and somebody you haven't worked with before in a singles match like jt does is that enthrall the the, the excitement you know, the creativity it, in your mind like you know what wow what could happen if we do get in the ring it again? makes the juices flow it makes the excuse me it makes the ideas come to my head like how could i put this guy away what could I do? Oh, I've studied his matches. I know what he does. I know he knows what I do. Mm -hmm. And freaking, like, to get that dynamic and to get us in there together and to to show the people what we got, like, yo, I think me and JT done. Like, and when some, but, like, but when somebody calls you out like that, like. Is it a compliment, maybe? So, like, they, yes, want, they want you. It's a compliment, but I feel like it, it depends on how they do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
and uh, how he did it was very respectful and everything like that. But at the same time, that competitive edge, you're feeling like that. You're challenging me. You, you're yeah, challenging yeah, yeah. me, dog. Yeah. Like, you really want me in that yeah. ring? Okay, all right, cool. We'll freaking we'll, we'll light it up. We'll spark it up. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and, and then, of course, Shane Strickland, who, I mean, obviously, in the last year or so, there's oh. just like, you know, tore it up. Awesome. Uh, you know, and then, you know, MLW, too. Mm -hmm. talk, you know, talk about that a little bit, you know, MLW, right. everyone. You know, saw you. It's it's crazy. Like you're there, and you know, it's like a a rebirth there for yeah, uh, one, yeah, right? man. Like it, that was um, my first uh, promotion that I did like a TV for, and MLW. Uh, it's on the rise. It definitely is. And then to have a champion like Shane Strickland, yeah. like somebody like who I have watched grow up in this business. I remember Shane Strickland hitting me up like like years ago and like we had a nice like feud together and you know ended up like us like becoming like good friends like best friends you know and like to see this guy like where he's come and like to see what his wrestling has turned into he's so innovative he's he's the swerve yeah. <laughs> like, the swerve for you a know reason what I'm saying like for a reason and like Man, like he's the total package. You so know there is a possibility we could see a future match down the road I'd, with you and Shane. You I'd know? love to have a match That's, with Shane. We're just making them up right now no, as we go. Where's the list? Booking, seriously. Uh, well, one final one for me, and I thank you so much for your time, oh. uh, is that, you know, I, I've said it to you previously at a Battle Club Pro event here at Innovative Pro Wrestling, how, how much I'm a admirer of your work. Oh. I wasn't marking out, Jeff, so don't worry. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm the one that marks I kept though, it. So yeah, I yeah. kept it cool hey, because I am we, We're all marks, man. We, we all love we wrestling. Are. And I say that with pride, too. Yes, right? I do, too, man. Let me tell you something. There's one big boy up there that says, oh, Mark, oh, you guys use that as a derogatory term? Oh, well, you're not like our don't yeah. love wrestling you exactly. know what I'm saying like you're using that as a derogatory term yeah. you know like yeah. and with and with that being said I don't I take pride in the fact <coughs> that I am a mark here with uh, Rich Swan um the long process on the road that I always admire you guys when it comes to professional wrestling is the, the grind and the daily always learning that you guys do. At this stage in your career, do you feel the process is you're still learning? There's still a next level to get absolutely, to for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I learned from everyone. I learned from, you know, when I came back and did my first CZW show, I stayed out and, and here in Jersey and... Hey, see you, brother. I stayed out here in Jersey, and I went to the CZW school. And, man, I learned a lot from, from kids that haven't even been in the business for six months. You can learn anything and everything. Um, well, not everything, because there's just so much to learn yeah. in this business. Huge learning curve, right? Yes, it's a huge learning curve. I guarantee you, till this day, Terry Funk is still learning something new. Talk about that though. There was a point though afterwards that you were like kinda like, eh, if you're gonna retire oh, or leave. Man. And was there any self doubt because you love this, man. You love that fan interaction. I, I do. You love entertaining the people. Did you really have like that like self doubt that like I didn't want to do it Because it comes so I, it feels like it comes so natural for you. Man, I did have that self doubt. I did have that, you know, I I, I was I was in a a, a, a bad state. At the time, currently, you know, and uh, or at that time, yeah, and uh, you know, just seeing the reactions of like certain fans, you know, awesome like board. how they, yeah, you know, I'm like, you know what, man, 
let me jump my ass back into this yeah, yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody gets the wrestling bug, yeah, the wrestling yeah, itch, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if you decide to hang up your boots, nobody decides to hang up their boots. It's just a temporary... I need a break. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And, yeah, yeah. and like... Uh, so it was more mental than anything physical. Yeah, I know. needed to get my mental right because, like, if you're going into that ring and yeah. you're not, like, 100% <laughs> like right there, you got the chance of hurting yourself. You got oh, the chance yeah, of hurting yeah. somebody else. Yeah, of course. True. Like, yeah. and if you're not thinking, like, on that, you know, on the right level, like... Yeah, it's not like a normal yeah. nine to five job where you can go in there and you just kind of, you no. know, just on autopilot. You can't yeah. be an autopilot. No, you in there. can't be. You gotta be one giving this one hundred percent. And know? again, Rich Everything. joining us on the High Spot Podcast. The final one for me is really when you go back to independent wrestling, there's times where you're like, Oh, is it for me again after, you know, being in WB <laughs> right now? <coughs> there is a, a, a surge in independent wrestling. Oh you're talking about God. All In in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about Cody maybe taking a chance and leaving, a chance on himself and leaving, and now look where he's at right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. What do you think? This, and, and just like a show like this, independent wrestling pops up and it just you know sells out and everyone you know, loves independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the state of independent wrestling? I right think now? the state of independent wrestling is exactly what the state of wrestling was when there was a territory. Mm-hmm. When there were the yeah. territories, you know what I'm saying? So now you got all these independent promotions popping up all around the states, mm-hmm. not only in the states but in the UK, and like they everybody just like like especially with social media these days, everybody knows how to plug their stuff, everybody knows how to get their things in, and everybody like that loves pro wrestling that are geared to that, they're like, oh, man, this guy's doing something awesome. And, like, I feel like it's a chain of all of that. Yeah. And, like, independent wrestling is growing. There seems to be so many like, more choices now. Yes. Yeah. And, like, beforehand it was, oh, you know, you can either go to WWE or WCW. Then once they bought WCW, oh, there's nowhere. There's nowhere else to you go. Know, yeah. But, you know, but TNA, they, they came up there. And they they <laughs> did real good, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, like, then you have your Ring of Honors and your Dragon Gates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they came up, but, man, it was not as hot as it is today. Wow. Like, for somebody to be like, hey, we're going to run a show in this 10,000-seat arena. We don't care if it's, you know, mainstream or not. Like, like, I feel like independent wrestling is making independent wrestling the mainstream of wrestling. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? That's, if I could sum that up. That is like that's like pop culture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look in high spots, you can see a lot of freaking like yeah. Bullet Club stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and they're independent, you know what yeah. I mean? So, ladies and gentlemen, again, Rich Swan, innovative yeah. pro wrestling, one in the chamber. Thank you so much for your time. Thank Appreciate you it. Best of luck me. to you, man. And we'll pulling for you from uh, anywhere out here in uh, in the states and everywhere worldwide too. Thank man. you Appreciate so it, much. Thank Rich you Swan, for having me up High spot podcast. Thank you. High spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trendsetter Rich Swan caps off an amazing weekend that was a great Memorial Day weekend uh, for the High Spot Podcast for the Jersey Wrecking Crew. Uh, really can't say much more than that, man. That was just wow, man. I, I got hangover. I'm still talking about it. I still got the Shane Strickland song in my head. I still got uh, yeah. Rich Swan's song on that long by Little Richie. 
uh, in my head too. So man, uh, still on a high, on a natural high from an, uh, an amazing two days. Of course, I, I'm gonna, I got to work on my dance moves, man. Seriously, that music gets the get the beat going. I mean, even Danny Moth was dancing. So I got I got to work on my dance moves. I mean, I'm half Latino too, so I gotta I gotta represent Jeff. But uh, you're right. It was it was what an exciting weekend to be just a fan. Uh, I'm not even gonna say a fan of professional wrestling, just to be a fan of stuff that you're passionate about and uh, to talk to Rich. And what I found so intriguing when we were speaking to him, Jeff, is the 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 honesty he had in terms of talking about. He was kind of debating whether he wanted to continue on with his career. Uh, and that kind of just shows you guys when you're listening to Rich talk, and he's just so happy-go-lucky and just a, a, an all-around good guy. And to see the fact that he was coping with, you know, feeling a little bit down and maybe questioning things, you know, as much as we talk about the physical grind and the physical punishment that these athletes, men and women, put their bodies through, it's that mental that, you know, you have to be strong mentally in order to do something, and nothing worthwhile is is going to become easy to you. And, you know, Rich had to go through his own uh, his own trials and tribulations to kind of come out the other end smiling like he is before, like he was before, and now happy and excited for this new chapter and stage in his career. And I think the past is in the past. I think uh, all that past that he's been through, uh, I think that's already been, you know, taken care of. He's uh, been cleared of everything. And so no, no, I guess there's no reason to go back and dwell on the past. It's looking forward you to, to everything. You have to leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. And that's why uh, it was great to talk about Rich. Because, listen, we can go into 20 minutes with Rich about the past, but it's not about it. It's about going forward and just his it's thoughts. the present things. and the future. Exactly. It's about taking on Dan Moff and getting him to dance and then also, you know, uh, being called out by JT Dunn and how great would that be, you know, and his oh, future yeah. for MLW. And then finding out recently right after uh, we interviewed him that he will be uh, on the next of Impact Wrestling uh, shows too. So you talk about a company that is, uh, you know, just on the uh, upwards uh, trend, and that is uh, Impact Wrestling too. I mean, to get Rich Swan on your roster and be able to do that, uh, it's amazing, man. And uh, great that he has another opportunity to do what he loves. Oh yeah, and it's not an opportunity that's just been given to him. He's earned that right. He's earned that opportunity from his track record, from his ability of not only being able to perform in the ring, but captivate an audience too with his just his his natural charisma. And then you talk about the past. I mean, from the past, Jeff, you and I both know you can learn from it. Uh, you can somehow be down about it sometimes, but you can't dwell on it. And Rich has done a great job of, of obviously uh, having to deal with some, some uh, issues uh, with himself internally and has now kind of turned the page and moved on. And he's happy-go-lucky. And I'm so excited not only for Rich but also for Impact Wrestling. I mean, let's look at that talent pool. We talked about the knockouts division. That, that talent pool right now of that main roster, all, the, all of them together, the knockouts and the, the entire roster, is definitely seems to be getting the motivation. We, uh, we, we spoke to um, you know several people saying that there, there's a lot of – um, motivation. There's a lot of enthusiasm in that locker room, which hasn't been there before. Might, part of it might be in terms of now management seems to be more stable. But again, it looks like they want to prove and kind of bring out from the ashes what impact used to be when it was TNA to now form it to a new, uh, new innovative type of promotion, which uh, we're excited to look at and to be a part of as well. So definitely Impact Wrestling is on an upswing, and so is Battle Club Pro 
and Innovative Pro Wrestling, man. What an amazing recap show here. We had to do one, man. These interviews uh, definitely belong to both uh, They're too companies. good not to be a part of the show. Yeah, they, 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 they belong to both these companies, too. And kudos to them. Just a shout-out to, again, Carlos Aristi. And also, congratulations on a, on a baby girl. Talk about this, man. A gender reveal through a match, man. The Caveman versus Veda Scott to open things up on Saturday. Yeah. I had no freaking idea it was for a gender reveal. And then we see Carlos celebrating with the family and then, uh, okay, so the girl wins, so it's a baby girl. So I think he started something here. He did. First time ever. Another first two, a, a gender reveal match. Wait, Jeff, you're a little too busy because Jeff was selling out his merch on his table. Seriously, he's ridiculously selling out T-shirts all over the place. So maybe he wasn't listening to the announcement. But, uh, you know, somebody like Carlos, who's somebody who doesn't like to get on the microphone, doesn't like to draw attention to himself going out there, uh, mention it to the audience. And the audience was so enthusiastic and excited, literally mauling Carlos. And he was smiling from ear to ear that he's going to have a little baby girl, too. So congratulations. Congratulations to him, to the family. Uh, another a first that we've been a part of, too, a, a gender reveal match, too. So, you know, this funny business that, we're, Jeff, we, we cover professional wrestling, I guess it's true what they say, never say never. Yeah, never say never what you will see in a wrestling event. And again, congratulations to him and Joaquin Morales, too, on an ex- excellent booking of the matches, too, and just being able to get everything together. I still don't know why these guys want to be promoters, but you know what? They love it. There's a passion. They are wrestling fans. So, again, kudos to them. Innovative Pro Wrestling, uh, again, uh, knocked it out of the ballpark for its debut, and they return July 22nd. Wrestlers Lab returns uh, also to in July as well. Uh, man, I, I am... Uh, I'm still drained, man, Trendsetter. Uh, amazing weekend again, and uh, we are the Jersey Wrecking Crew, uh, and you can follow us on all our social media platforms at High Spot Podcast. Trendsetter, where can they hear us? Well, you guys can also listen to us on Apple Podcast, iTunes, leave a five-star rating review. It only takes a couple seconds. You can also listen to the show on the various platforms out there, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. And make sure you watch our High Spot Podcast YouTube channel. All interviews from this episode will be available on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe immediately. You'll see Rich Swan. You'll see Mia Yim. You'll see Kara Hogan. You'll also see JT Dunn uh, as well. Uh, all the interviews as well. Miriam Manic also will be on our YouTube channel as well. So, guys, definitely make sure to subscribe. We're already up to 400-plus uh, subscribers. Thank and, you so much, and every single member of the crew, for making us have four. Hundred over four hundred subscribers and growing, man, per day. So uh, listen, uh, four hundred may be uh, a little speck to some people, but uh, no, we truly appreciate it, man. We didn't even think we'd get like forty. I was so. so happy when we got that one, guys, and it really means a lot to me and Jeff too that you guys show us the support every single time. Whether we're putting out podcasts, whether we're putting out video content on our YouTube channel, whether we're doing stuff for the High Spot Podcast or Adventures with the Trendsetter, anything else Jeff and I are planning on doing, especially now in the near future, we have a couple ideas that we want to, you know, prepare you guys for we'll be making announcements for that as well and hopefully you guys are entertained with that too so for the jersey red crew i am the trendsetter brian berga for my tag team partner and the one and only jeff martin we thank you so much for listening to the high spot podcast and remember the reason why we do this guys there's only one reason we do it first and foremost for you the crew Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
purchase necessary void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.